Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday, the 11th of August. Today, I'm joined for the last time this week by Ria Kotian, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi there, Ria. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, all, all good, thank you. All good. Um, so, um, which story did you pick out uh, from Watson's Daily today? Um, so, India's taken um, a significant step in the realm of data privacy with the introduction of the Data Protection Bill. Mm. Uh, so, it's been a long time coming. This is uh, Sorry, this is in India, right? Yes, this is yep. in India. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been a long time coming, um, mm-hmm. and there's been um, discussion surrounding it since 2017, yep. um, which is when the right to privacy was granted in India. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, with the rate of uh, the rate at which technology is progressing, and with the amount of our personal information in the ether, this is a pressing need. Um, you know, there's a pressing need for a robust data protection framework. Right. Um, so so far, it's gotten like mixed reviews. Um, so um, it's been hailed as being business friendly and uh, more pre- less prescriptive and more flexible than the GDPR, which is known mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, having the toughest privacy and security laws in the world. Um, so, yeah, it outlines regulations for data privacy, uh, data processing, consent mechanisms, um, and also establishes um, a data protection authority. Mm. But at the same time, um, you know, it's met with a little bit of backlash. Uh, there's been debates about the exemptions in favor of the government um, and just thereby weakening government accountability. And there's also been um, some concerns cited on the weakening of the Right to Information Act and the dilution of the Data Protection Board. Um, but having said that, I think this is still a, a positive step forward. And I think it's a significant milestone in the data protection laws, especially um, considering India's, um, you know, the most populous country in the world and has over one billion people connected um, to the Internet, mm. uh, which if my math checks out is about 12 percent of the world's population. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think um, as you know, data be- breaches continue to make headlines um, globally, I think the data protection bill in India could really just influence how other countries approach um, similar legislations, considering the magnitude of um, India's population. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so I think it's just a, a very important, uh, like a crucial stride, I think, towards uh, privacy. And um, it's just a, another step towards ensuring responsible and fair use of personal data, especially with the um, increasing privacy and data breaches we've been reading about. Mm. Uh, yeah, what are, your, what are your thoughts, Peter? Yeah, I mean, I think that this is um, long overdue. Um, you know, it's been going on, it's been kicking around for a few years now. Um, better late than never, I guess. Um, and so from that point of view, it's a good thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we'll have to see what the execution yeah. Uh, what the execution is actually like um and because it's it's not quite this it's not as the same um as the european uh, you know europe's gdpr yeah. Yeah. um and so you know it's it's not i mean the thing is i i guess nothing it's nothing's going to be perfect from everyone's point of view yeah. because the businesses will want it to be a bit more lax whereas yeah. the users will want it to be as tight as possible yeah. so you know, it, there's always going to, it's always, there's always, they're always going to have to um, tread a fine line. Mm. Um, but how, how do you think it will be received, um, you know, by the public? Yeah, I think um, with the public as of now, from what I've read so far, it's just, uh, there's just certain concerns about uh, the weakening of government accountability. And I think there's been um, rising um, 
just uh, people just not happy with how there's some unauthorized access sometimes to uh, personal data. So I think, uh, like you said, you know, just implementation and enforcement will, I think, be the key here. Um, mm. And just um, and like you said, there needs to be there needs to like strike a balance between um, meeting, you know, the dynamics of the uh, technological la landscape in this field and just emerging challenges. There's just always new challenges coming up with this digital um, realm. Um, so, yeah, I think just maintaining a balance between privacy and innovation, I think, will um, determine how well the bill is going to do long term. Mm, I mm. think that's going to be key. Mm. No, fair enough. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's not really much I can say. I mean, I, I just think that, um, yeah, it's it's um, it, it, we'll, we'll have to see how well it's implemented. Yeah. You know, are there any hiccups, go, you know, at the, at the beginning when it's implemented? Because it's going to be in the next few days or something, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, yeah. So yeah, so um, so yeah, so, so we'll see. Because I, I, it was really funny <clears throat> a few years ago um, when I, I. So I mean, just to draw comparisons with GDPR, um, I remember going. Uh, I did a few presentations at different universities, and I remember um, at the time going to the universities and saying in a, you know, I was doing a, a commercial awareness presentation and I said, you know, one of the themes I said, you know, that you really need to know about is GDPR mm -hmm. and no one was talking about GDPR. Um, I mean, you know, admittedly, this is about, I think six months to a year before it was coming in, but even so, I mean, I, cause I was, you know, I was a headhunter at the time I was in the market. It's all I heard about you know, in terms of what everyone was doing, how they were trying to become, you know, there's a race to become GDP compliance. When it came in, it went a bit quiet mm. because people were thinking, oh, you know, we're getting used to this new thing. So, I mean, I don't know what will happen in India, but um, I would imagine it, it, it should it should make a big splash, you yeah. know, because because I think initially people will have the excuse of, oh, you know, we're just getting used to it. But then you, you have to fairly soon after that draw a line under it and say well actually this is the case and you've got to do this um and you know then the maybe the lawsuits will start coming after that point um yeah. but it but it should make a splash and certainly if the g you know if G the implementation of gdpr has anything to go by um then i mean we even see that now i don't know if you've ever done this but if you go on and you let's say try and read uh i don't know like a, a an american newspaper i don't know because i've not done this but with this particular newspaper, I don't know, but I've seen it with other newspapers. But let's say, I don't know, New York Times, mm -hmm. and you try to do that. And, and even now, it will say things like, and I don't know if it's that publication or another similar publication, but it will say, because of GDPR guidelines and you're in Europe, we can't show this content yeah. to you or something. So yeah. you never know. There might be stuff like that um you know uh, floating around as well. So um, so anyway, we'll, we will see. That's the, yeah. that's the main thing. Yeah. Okay, so uh, next we'll move on to the next um, topic. So the one that I found uh, most interesting today, because a lot of the stuff that I would have talked about um, today um, is, is I've talked about a lot in the past anyway. So I thought I'd spare the listeners um, from me sort of basically saying the same thing over again, um, especially with um, Wilco for you know the, the failure of Wilco, yeah. for instance, um, I thought today I would talk, talk about AI and the fact that this is this looks like the the West's next Cold War um, versus China. So um, yesterday we heard about uh, Joe Biden 
Uh, and he was saying that he he, he signed um, an executive order to ban and regulate any U.S. financial backing for advanced computer chips, quantum computing and AI for China. So the thing is, is that he is trying to close the loopholes um, that are still allowing China um, to order chips in various ways. I mean, I think one of the things that they have been doing is um, ordering via not um, subsidiaries that are not based in China, for instance, and that, so getting them to deliver there and then shipping those over to China. So I think that this is Biden's attempt at um, closing uh, closing the loopholes, um, and he what sounds like he wants um, the his allies to do the same. So Sunak is already apparently um, contemplating doing this at the moment. Uh, and it sounds very similar to me, like what um, Donald Trump did um, to Huawei um, a few years ago when he came in, because he was trying to, he, well, he effectively um, went around the world. I think it was with Steve Mnuchin, I think. But anyway, he went around the world, essentially saying to everyone, whatever you do, don't use Huawei in your 5G network because they'll spy on you. That's essentially what he said. Mm. Um, and um, and and actually, everyone pretty much complied. You know, in Western Europe, um, they, they pretty much complied with it. Um, and so now it looks like maybe AI is the next Huawei. You know, they'll be this. They're saying, well, you don't want to don't want to help them, because if they do that, they can make all these um, these different weapons and they can use yeah, AI powered weapons, AI powered drones and all this kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so I mean, I, whether or not that's going to stick the way that Huawei, uh, that Huawei did, I don't know. But it looks to me like Biden is not giving himself much in the way of wiggle room, which means it's go- it could be, it, this kind of thing could blow up in his face, quite literally, because, um, you know, you can imagine. So the presidential election is the end of next year. So if we get into, let's say, this time next year, and um chinese i don't know ignore it or it it turns out that uh, yeah if so if they ignore it, it he what's he going to do he leaves himself with less that he can do that makes it look like he's being proactive but then again it may be who knows whether he's actually going to run for president because i i saw on an alert last night on my phone um from i think it was from the telegraph that you know, there's some rumours that maybe Michelle Obama could uh, could be running for president, which could be pretty amazing. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, I mean, that's obviously that's not confirmed or anything like that, but it just seems like that could make things very interesting. And it would also be interesting to see what if if she did, you know, what what were her thoughts regarding uh, regarding this um, but obviously it doesn't matter at the moment but um but you know there's nothing like a good rumor i think so yeah <laughs> um so yeah what, what do you think about this do you have any thoughts yeah i think i mean it's just um like just the it just underscores like the deepening um you know like the significance of artificial artificial intelligence in geopolitics mm. also now um so you know you've you've got the increasing use of tariffs and sanctions just uh, with a focus of technological dominance and innovation. Uh, mm. But what it's doing is it's affecting supply chains and economies worldwide. Um, but yeah, I think just in this um, d- 
just technological race for AI supremacy, I think it's just um, important to keep in mind that it could have like profound implications on like national security, economic dominance, mm. just multiple other areas if it goes unchecked. Mm. Uh, and I think like you said uh, about the elections coming in next year, it could just very well be an ele- you know, like an electoral stunt of some sort. And the truth, uh, the real, um, I think, key is between how it's uh, in isn't how it's implemented um rather than just how it's on paper and how it's looking mm. yeah i have to be seen on how it um works. yeah because i i suspect this is going to be something that looks good on the surface and yeah. he's going to say look this is what i'm being i'm still i'm being strong with china but yeah. then there might be various workarounds um, yeah. underneath it so um so yes but we we'll, we'll need to see yeah. Um, but uh, there you go. The 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 new the new Cold War is is going to be AI. Um, so so there we go. Uh, anyway, I guess. Well, we I know that's a bit shorter than we normally do, but um, short and sweet. It's all good. Um, all killer, no filler. That's that's what the uh, that's what the podcast's about. Um, so anyway, well, thank you very much indeed um, for your insight this week, Ria. Thank um, you. So much, yeah. No, no problem. Uh, you know, much appreciated. Thank you very much for listeners for listening podcast will be back again very soon so uh and it will be uh oh um we'll only be continuing for another week um and then i'm actually going on holiday which is amazing uh the semi second holiday uh for 10 years uh in 10 10 years uh so like last year this time last year was my first holiday in 10 years so i mean this this is becoming an annual thing which is i I can see why people like holidays now (laughs) i i I used to like them but i forgot what they were like so uh anyway um thank you very much indeed have a great day whatever you're up to and um we'll be back again many thanks bye bye